Hi, I'm Andrea. And I'm Claudia. And we're the Judgy Crime Girls. Hello and welcome. Hi. Guys. Yes. It is our anniversary. <gasps> Cheers, my wife. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We're drinking champagne. We are drinking because it's been a hell of a year. Yes. Actually, two years mm-hmm. of recording and technically March 4th. Yeah is our anniversary. Yes. So we're drinking and we're toasting to you, our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I walked into the studio. Claudia has balloons, champagne glasses, snacks. I mean, she's on top of all of it. I was not gonna get the look from her again for not bringing snacks for our snacks and facts, which... Technically, is not snacks and facts. It is stats and facts. <laughs> it, it turned into snacks. I just want to, you know, in case you guys are wondering, why do they call that snacks and facts? It's actually not. Well, it turned into snacks because I said it wrong. Right. And then it just stuck. And then I decided that we would have snacks every day. Yeah. And today I walked in with bugles. And as a kid, I used to put them on my fingers mm-hmm. and run around. But <laughs> my fingers are too big now and they don't fit. I tried. I, yeah. I know. I, I know. Uh, but it was so funny because I had this very stressful moment today. My tires were going flat. <gasps> I walked into this gas station and I grabbed two apple pies, a bag of bugles and a Mountain Dew. And I... Ate everything. <laughs> oh, I like, funny. I needed the biggest sugar rush. I love it. And I got it. So my snack for today is the skinny popcorn again. But she has her own bag. And I have my own bag of kettle corn. Okay. <laughs> so what kind of fact do you have for us today? Well, this one is kind of alarming because the FBI identified the following data. They say that 65% of people personally know their thief, (gasps) meaning there's a very good chance that your neighbor or someone you know could attempt to rob you. Okay, you're right by my purse. (laughs) Hand it over. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. It's, you know, that money on my debit card is not even going to get you out of town. It's not not even half a tank of gas. No. Wow, isn't that crazy? You can't even trust the people you know. 65%. That's huge. Not even half. So, Claudia, mm-hmm. for our two-year anniversary, Claudia and I, we're doing something a little fun, a little different. We are going to give you some judgy shorties. Yes. So today, Claudia will share a short story, and I will drop another case for you guys tomorrow. And they're both really, really good. And we just wanted to do something a little different for our anniversary, something fun to celebrate. And Claudia, she's so funny. She's going back to old school, just like (laughs) the old days. When we first started, we had no idea what we were doing what we were in for. Not at all. We we, we tried we tried to like 
Okay, so we took our kids' gaming headphones, their Xbox headphones, thinking those will be, that'll work, it's the same. (laughs) Yeah, No, guys, we're here to tell you no, (laughs) they're not. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, it was so fun. We had a makeshift card table that we had to fold up every single time. Put it away. Uh huh. Haul chairs. <laughs> turn off the furnace. Oh my god! Uh, then we did have internet because because we lost it. We had to wait for it to come back. <laughs> you guys. Oh wow. No. Okay. We used to not know how to edit literally at all. So anything we said. <laughs> unless it was at the very, very beginning or the very, very end, we could not edit it out. This UPS driver, we are talking about creepy dolls that are actually mummified yeah. girls. Right. And, and this, we hear this guy come in and I look at Claudia and Claudia looks at me and we're like, Oh, oh, no. What do we do? Because I don't even know how to hit stop or pause. So we're like, we have to be quiet, but how do we stop this? (laughs) So we don't stop. We don't stop the recording. And this guy decides he's going to go to the bathroom on the flip side of the bedroom. Yeah. No, he was in there forever. Oh, my gosh. I wonder, I can't remember, did we decide not to post that episode to just re-record? I don't know. I don't know. I think we had to start all over again. I don't remember. But that was embarrassing. Oh, man, the good old days. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah, so we have judgy shorties for you and those are just shorter episodes it's like an episode that has all the sass just in a more condensed version yes so i am again in germany and i hope i i promise i won't stay there much longer and i hope nobody's getting annoyed about all these cases from germany but i know there are a lot of them that you guys probably haven't heard from unless you live in Germany. No one is getting annoyed with your cases. Well, I don't know, because I just hope nobody thinks, oh, my gosh, she's in Germany again. But listen, guys, that's my specialty, okay? Also. (laughs) Also. You should see her fingers. (laughs) I have to stick up for my girl here because, Claudia, we love your cases. And... They're very interesting, and no one has the perspective you have. Well, I just hope people don't get bored that I'm in Germany again. I love it when you do German cases, and then you slide in some German to leave me going, what? (laughs) What What did you just say? I love it. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. So today, I'm going to tell you about Tuba Zetza. She is a German serial killer responsible for at least three murders in a five-week span. And uh, yeah, they think maybe she's responsible for a total of five, but the other two they can't 
find any evidence to link to her, but they think she is responsible for those two, but definitely for three. So Tuba, Tuba Zetza, she was born in Aachen in 1981. She was one of two children, and her dad was a mechanic, and her mom was a housewife. And uh, from what I've read, she is from Turkey, or her family is from Turkey, and she is of Turkish descent. So she was very close with her father, and not so much with her mother. She felt her mom was an overly strict and a demanding woman, but Tuba didn't like it. She didn't like her mom. She got good grades in middle and mostly high school, but when it came to graduating, she failed. She didn't pass her Abitur. And Abitur is, so usually in Germany, we graduate after 10th grade, and then we start an apprenticeship, we start working, but you can choose to keep going to school, either a business school or do the Abitur, which is to grade 12 or 13, mm-hmm. pretty much like high school here. Interesting. So she's about my age. Yeah. Wow. Now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite sure, really, but somehow she managed to get into college and uh, she graduated from a University of Applied Science, and she studied medicine for eight years. But she never earned her degree because of her insomnia, which made her take Zopiclone, which is a sleeping aid. But she went to school for eight years? Mm-hmm. For medicine. For medicine, but she couldn't figure out her own medicinal needs. Yeah. You want to have faith in someone mm-hmm. that they can get the right medicine for you to live your best life. Right. And this woman, she was never able to figure it out. Well, but I think a lot of med students even here don't sleep much. They take some kind of uppers. Right. She, not so much. She took stuff to help her sleep. <laughs> So when she was around 20 years old, she came out to her mother as a lesbian. And unfortunately, that didn't go over well with her mom. And it really soured the relationship between those two even more. She then began training as a nurse at a hospital, but she was fired from there for allegedly stealing from patients. Uh. So feeling that she had been treated unfairly, Tuba attempted suicide by overdosing on those sleeping pills. But she was found just in time, resuscitated, and she was sent to a mental hospital for a week. And I think that's pretty standard here, too, where they put you in the psychiatric ward after a suicide attempt. Oh, right, to get help. mm -hmm. And yeah, that's horrible. So after she was discharged, she returned to her previous workplace where she got fired from, disguised as a doctor, (gasps) where she stole medication and cash from her colleagues. But uh, she was caught again, kicked out again, and that didn't stop her. So she continued on with another job at a hospital in Gießen, where she wrote and forged prescriptions to herself. So, but word got around the local hospitals all over around 
Gießen surrounding towns because she couldn't get a job anywhere. And she ended up working as a cashier at a supermarket in Köln. But she got fired from there, too. And she was found guilty of fraud, but it didn't really tell me what she was doing. I don't know if she was stealing. But anyway, after this, she's like, working sucks. I'm going to quit altogether. I'm not going to try and work for it. And she got government benefits. So by March 2016, Tuba was in dire straits. By that time, she had made Andrea 72 credit inquiries in eight months for loans and credit cards. In an eight-month span, 72 applications. <laughs> for what? For money. Oh, my God. She needed money. Now, I read somewhere that she was in debt about $10,000. And I'm like, that's really not a lot. $10,000? No. I mean, I've heard of people, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in credit card debt. Right. So, so I'm like, ten grand is not that bad. She could have worked something out. That's not bad at all. No. But she needed money. So going back to her being mm -hmm. able to walk into that hospital she used to be at to get mm -hmm. to impersonate a doctor and get a job as a doctor. They knew her. What did she do? Put on a mustache? I don't know. I think so. You know, but also later I will get to that where mm, now she's Turkish. Now she could also be wearing maybe a headscarf and be partially covering her face where they didn't recognize her right away. Hmm. Okay, that makes more sense. That's what I'm thinking, maybe. I don't know for sure. It just said she posed as a doctor. I'm just laughing at myself thinking of me trying to pull that off. <laughs> With a mustache. <laughs> Walking into work. Yeah. <laughs> Applying for something else. That's yeah. Funny. Or rob him. Right. Oh, yeah. So, but at that time, she had a girlfriend of several years and that sweet girl was fed up with Tuba's money problem and she broke up and moved out of their apartment. So Tuba was panicking. But then she remembered about her former neighbor. They used to live in the same house. 79-year-old magician Erich Riconelli Noll. And she remembers him being wealthy, rich. She already tried to steal from him two years prior, and he reported her for that. So I don't know why he would reconnect with her. So but between April 1st and 3rd, she and several of her friends have planned a girls night out by going to a concert. Tuba separated from the group and said she'll meet up with them later. She contacted Riconelli, the magician, or called him asking him if she could visit and talk to him. Even though he was a little suspicious, he said, sure. So before going to his apartment, she bought disposable gloves and a few beers. She arrived, and it wasn't clear whether she was let in or entered by force. She hit Riconelli in the face, causing him to fall to the ground and hit his head. Now he's 79 years old. She then set a knelt on his chest and squeezed it 
like put her knee on on his throat, <gasps> like put all her weight on there, slowly choking him to death. Well, she's not a, a little no, girl. She's, she's not tiny. So when you said that, I'm like, whoa, because looking at her, she is a woman of thicker stature. If she yes. put her knee on me, I would not be able to breathe. I, I wouldn't no be way. able to get her off of me either. Mm-mm. So and now this was a 79-year-old man. Then Tuba ransacked the apartment. She stole a laptop, some cash, and the apartment key before meeting back up with her friends and attending the concert. So after the concert, she went back to that apartment because she took the key, mm-hmm. stacked packages of adult diapers under the bed and poured gasoline on the mattress, on the floor, on shelves, furnitures, and then a turpentine-soaked towel on Riccinelli's face. Oh. She then disabled the smoke alarms and set everything on fire in an attempt to cover her tracks. So two days later, she wrote to a friend. She sent a friend a text that she had done something horrible, and uh, she asked the friend for five or 600 euros, but her friend refused to give her any money. She's like, no, we're done. You're not getting any money from me. So on May 7th, while she was out walking down the street, Tuba came across 86-year-old Jole in Dusseldorf. She was on her way to visit her 53-year-old daughter, Sylvia. All Tuba saw was all that jewelry Yola was wearing, all that gold jewelry, and she thought, bingo, jackpot. This makes me so livid that this woman thinks that it's okay to pick on the elderly. 86-year-old. And come after them. Mm -hmm. They're so cute. I know. I know. So she followed... Yola to uh, the apartment where, and again, we're not quite sure if she broke in or if she rang the doorbell and Yola opened the door because she had a key to her daughter's apartment. And, uh, but anyway, she got in, she knocked her to the ground, again, sat on her chest and strangled her with her own scarf. She then waited for the daughter to return back to the apartment, and when Sylvia did, she too was knocked to the ground, hitting her head on a heater. I'm never wearing a scarf ever again. Yeah, right? Tuba then drugged her with the sleeping aid pills, the Zopiclone, in an attempt to get the debit card PIN number out of her. Maybe she, you know, to get her kind of loopy and uh, get the debit card number pin number Mm -hmm. before ransacking the apartment she took uh, both their wallets jewelry dvds and a wedding ring after that she returned to her victim and uh, smothered sylvia with a pillow before strangling her to death did she give her the pin yes yeah She then tried to stage the whole crime as a murder-suicide. She dumped all the pills all over the floor and uh, wrote a note that said, I'm sorry, Mama, written in an open Sudoku notebook. So after she leaves the crime scene, she covered her face with a scarf and put the disposable gloves on before entering a bank and withdrawing money from Zivia's 
account, and you know how much it was? 220 euros, like 220 bucks. That's what she killed two people for. Oh, wow. She then tried to sell the stolen jewelry to dealers around different towns. And when the bodies of the two women were found, investigators initially believed that Zivia had indeed killed her mom and then committed suicide, because that's what it looked like to them. Oh, no. So on May 25th, 2016, Tuba, who had previously been questioned in the Eric Knoll, the magician, Riconelli's murder, uh-huh. was arrested on suspicion of committing the crime after authorities learned that the alibi provided by her friends was false. So they were investigating her. While they were investigating her, Andrea, she committed two more murders, those two ladies. It's like, Jesus, woman. So then they searched her apartment and investigators uncovered or found several stolen debit cards, silverware, which were traced back to Yola and Zervia's apartment. And when the crime scene was re-examined, they also found traces of Tuba's DNA in the apartment. So she kills them and then she's like, this fork is nice. Yes. Must have your fork. I must have it and possibly sell it. So on December 14th, 2016, the TV show, the program Aktenzeichen XY Ungelöst. (laughs) Unsolved Mysteries? Yeah. Okay. That's what it's like. But really translated, it is uh, case file XY Unsolved. That's really what it means. So they aired an episode showcasing several cameras located in Tuba's apartment. And they are still looking for the rightful owners of all those cameras they found. So one TV station compared the murders to a similar case in the same city from 2010. And that's what I talked about earlier, when an 86-year-old man and his 91-year-old wife were bludgeoned to death at their apartment in the Flingern neighborhood. Medication were found next to their beds and what appeared to be a staged suicide. But later on, the case was considered a homicide as a woman wearing a headscarf was recorded withdrawing 7,000 euros from the 86-year-old male's debit card. So first in Hanover, and then they withdrew money in Greece. So these murders remain unconnected and Tuba is not considered a suspect, but they kind of mm-hmm. thought maybe she was. So the psychiatrist who was uh, examining her before the trial concluded that she had a psychopathic personality demonstrating a lack of empathy or emotion towards her victims, as well as being manipulative towards those around her. So in January 2018, she was convicted of the murders. The judge sentenced her to life imprisonment and judged unfit for parole until she had served at least 30 years of her sentence, which life in prison in Germany, I think, is 15 years. Really? Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. So they gave her double the time 
and no possibility of parole because the judge was like, she's going to do it again and we better keep her here. So by the time she gets out, she's like seven, 72. Yes. And I hope she wears a bunch of jewelry as she walks down the street. And gets mugged. At 72. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So that's the story of Tuba, who was in debt and just being money hungry and desperate, killed three people. Well, thank you for sharing. Well, thank you for listening. Great job. (laughs) Thank you. Well, that's it for our Judgy Shorty. Thank you. Yes. So, hey, listen, don't forget to follow us on our social medias. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. That will for sure help us be more visible. Yeah, run over to our website to get your merch as well. If you guys are into that, we have all the things. Yeah. It's super cute. Love it. Hey, listen, guys, thank you so much for listening. So stay sassy. Stay judgy. And stay tuned in with the Judgy Crime Girls every Wednesday. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.